Caesar presents the Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wilde. Steve, do you want to start the proceedings? Oh, do I? Do I? I can't wait. It's so good. There's nothing to talk about on this show. I know. I actually was thinking last night. I'm like, I wonder what we're going to talk about tomorrow. And then stuff happened. Me too. So, uh, as you all know, the Oilers fired head coach Todd McLaughlin. (laughs) And they hired Ken Hitchcock. So I, I, I had a terrible idea. What is it? Why don't I send out a tweet? Oh no! Did you did you engage Oilers fans? Oh no, no, Adam, they engaged me. Oh, before or after the tweet? Oh, certainly after. Oh, okay, all right. It's great. Who wants story time? So my tweet, which is great, by the way, it's it's a good tweet. The weirdest part about the Oilers hiring Hitchcock is he didn't play for them 35 years ago. You see, the point of the joke is they hire a lot of former players. Is yeah, the joke. I think that's a good joke. Mm, they didn't. <laughs> so first we got we got a guy, narrator in Ron Howard's voice. None of the six coaches before Hitchcock played for the Oilers. Oh, you're getting oh you're getting literal. You see, uh. sir, it, it appears you are mistaken. <laughs> and this is not common practice for my hockey team. Thanks, Scott. His name's Scott. Another response. Is Scott from Canada? Uh, yes. I'm going to go with yes. Is Scott a dick? Jeep. <laughs> I mean, listen. Scott. I'm. Listen. It was early in Edmonton when he sent it. Time difference is key. So another guy with a, with a Rick from Rick and Morty avatar. Must have missed the years McClellan, Eakins, Todd Nelson, Ralph Kruger, and Pat Quinn played for them. You have all day to sit around and come up with jokes, and the best you can do is recycle old cliches? <laughs> the real tragedy here is Greg doesn't know what a cliche is, which makes him a cliche of an Oilers fan. <laughs> I'm sorry, Oilers fans. I'm sorry. But Wait, I'm not! Because this happens every time. Wait, no, I got one more. Oh, please, please continue. One last one, and then we can move on with the show. <laughs> the weirdest part about the Oilers hiring Hitchcock... <laughs> Hitchcock is he didn't play for them 35 years ago. Carson Gray says, Neither did McClellan, you dumb fuck. Ah. Carson told you. Ah, Oilers fans. Always up for a laugh. <laughs> Always down to have a good time. You know what would be great? What? If more Oilers fans tweeted you. Oh, Because I don't yes. think that's going to happen now that you brought them up. No. <laughs> No, 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 but now we're going to get all the friendly ones and they're going to play along. I don't want that. Oh, I'm genuinely mad, guys, like Scott and guy who called me a dumb fuck and Rick and Morty. I want them. Joey Kenward, who is a Canucks host on Sportsnet 650, writes this. In the last decade, these men have been the head coach in Edmonton. 0809, Craig McTavish. 0910, Pat Quinn. 2010 through 2012, Tom Rennie, 2012 through 2013, Ralph Kruger, 2013 through 2015, former Marley's coach, Dallas Eakins, 2014-2015, Todd Nelson, 2015-2018, Todd McClelland, and Ken Hitchcock in 2018. I'm pretty sure out of all the guys you just mentioned, let me check. Yes, I am correct. Todd McClelland was the longest tenured coach. That's crazy. (laughs) 
I remember the Pat Quinn year there when when he signed on, and I was like, that is an odd, that's an odd fit. What's the list? Craig McTavish, Pat Quinn, Tom Rennie, sorry, Tom Rennie, uh, Ralph Kruger, Dallas Aikens, uh, Todd McClellan, sorry, Todd Nelson, Todd McClellan, and Ken Hitchcock. That's a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys. <laughs> Craig, Pat, Tom, Ralph, Dallas, Todd, Todd, Ken. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> no, we can't fire McClellan because I can't find another Todd to replace him. I want a hat trick. <laughs> Todd smelled the three D's. <laughs> we need it. <laughs> Find a guy called Todd, Todd, Todd. <laughs> Triple the Todd. Triple the coach. Triple the wins. He's Triple a McDavid of coaches. Triple the rings. You really couldn't get more generic with those names, oh, could man. you? <laughs> they needed a Mike. Oh, Mike? Maybe, yeah. maybe a Will. Is there a, is there a Scott we, in there? We need a name change. That's what they don't need a culture change or a roster change. It's got to be Connor McTodd. <laughs> Todd McDavid. I saw somebody quote tweet you or quote one of your quotes, I guess, in a tweet. Hard yes. of, I think. Hard of lad, I believe he said. <laughs> the Oilers need new shoes and they fired the laces. That's, uh, yeah, Yeldon screamed about that. I, I think it was in a video in a far away land of like four or five years ago when the Leafs were terrible. They extended Randy Carlisle, but fired their assistant coaches. I remember that. And that when was we were the like, season come before. on, change. Come on, change. And they fired the assistants. And what it's a, like, thanks for nothing. And one of the assistants they hired, Peter Horacek. That's right. That is right. And then he became head coach. And we had a bad time. We did. We did. Actually, it's funny. It's sad that we had a worse time under Peter Horacek than we did under Randy. Yeah, we were like, ah, wait and see. Mm. And after about 20 games, we thought, hmm, this is a poor I can vividly remember one of my worst takes in hockey history coming out of that time. And I can remember recording with the two of you in my spare bedroom at the time. You but said sod for Panarin sod for Panarin. the best trade ever. And I would make them throw in Anton Forsberg, too, just because so I want to make it fair. That KHL player, that's a terrible trade. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I remember that was the year, actually, that Panarin uh, won the Rookie of the Year at 24. And... It was 2014. And, uh, no, it oh, it was the year before that? No, McDavid was drafted 2015. So he would have won it 2015 16. Oh, okay. Fine. The Leafs finished last. Fine. Yeah. But the point I'm trying to make here he is just I remember. got Steve. Yeah. Steve. <laughs> you dumb fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I just learned them from Edmonton. <laughs> Adam, you dumb fuck. <laughs> Sorry. It's marked explicit. It's your fault. One of, my, one of my worst takes in hockey history was, and this was how beaten down we were at the time as Leaf fans, so give me a little bit of leeway here. I'm sure we all had some bad takes, but mine at the time was, well, it's not really fair to judge Peter Horacek based on this team. Like, everybody's injured. Like, Lupo was gone. And the rest of hockey has decided, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah really. Because <laughs> he has not worked. You know what? It might actually hold up. Lupo, Lupo disappeared that year. Uh, JVR was injured, I think. Yeah, it there disappeared was a... into like a duffel bag. Though. Yeah, like, they, they hid him. <laughs> That's right. He was <laughs> he was set adrift somewhere. Yeah, no, they uh, no, they hid him and then took him to an island and said, "Go run around and frolic." So I was like, "Okay, so it's not really fair to judge him based on this team that's already quit, that's already given up, or whatever." And maybe they should keep him on because you don't really know what you have. And that was a bad take. And then they got Mike Babcock. Yeah, and that <laughs> as soon as uh, Jeff Fayette figured out that the Leafs private jet mm. had left the airport, which by the way, all time smart moves. Mm. Give Jeff credit for that forever. That was a smart move. He broke that before anybody else. 
And Mike Harrington almost had an aneurysm. And like, twi- Twitter <laughs> took flight. <laughs> oh. You see? Wow. Yeah, Babcock wow. said, sorry, Detroit, got a jet. <laughs> what did he say to Buffalo? I'm just in such a good mood. I'm sorry. <laughs> what did he say to Buffalo? What did he, what did he say to Buffalo? Mm-hmm. He didn't answer the phone because it's Buffalo. Kick rocks. <laughs> wow. I'm in a good mood. It's okay. It's talking shit. Bad. I know they're doing well. I don't care. Bad things happen to Edmonton, and you get juice running through your veins, right? Yeah. Just I because I think it's Edmonton's coffee and that we're recording midday. Edmonton mm. is tough on Steve, I think. Like, it, oh. Are they? <laughs> <laughs> no. Great comment, you dumb fuck. <laughs> you dumb fuck. Hey, listen, we're mad because like our team sucked for a long time. So is mine. You're not special. Smile. Damn it. 12. We spent all summer ripping on the Habs. We've been ripping on the Sabres for years. The Senators were our punching bag for a solid 18 months. Were? Put on a smile. Still. Still. Yeah. Smile. <laughs> Laugh. I just think it's funny that, you know, every two to three years, the Oilers, the Oilers make a management change. No, Coach, they don't. Coach or GM. Coach. There and and it littles, yield, yields little to no result. And what I'm interested about on this one is because, okay, so Peter Shirelli said a couple things at the press conference today. A, Ken Hitchcock has a deal that takes him through the end of this season, and that is all they're going to reevaluate at the end of it. Strangely enough, I believe Shirelli's uh, number is up at the end of the year as well. And I don't mean that he's going to be fired. I think his contract might be expiring as well. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mark Spector did tweet, though. He said, listen, whether or not that's true, um, Mark Spector said, that's the perfect time to reevaluate your coach and your general manager. Hitch has already retired, so that might be just a guy like, hey, um, just steady the ship, see what we can do here, let's see what we have. Are we rebuilding or are we not? Mid-season GM changes are rough. They're hard. Um, like if you, it's early, but... If you, though, if you've seen the track record that you've seen with Shirelli, do you not change the GM because you don't have an option lined up yet? Well, everyone's been... Well, there could be that. Uh, but everyone's talking about... Uh, I saw a tweet like this might be Shirelli's like last bullet. You know, th- this might be his last thing that he's got. But uh, what about the guy above him? Like, what about anyone else in well, that gaggle of guy from the 80s? Bob Nicholson has, strangely enough, <laughs> avoided any criticism at all, at least outside of Edmonton. Well, I don't know if there's been any. Oh, cri- I'm sure. Is he's... there criticism, criticism of the team in Edmonton? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is there? Yeah, it's just you wouldn't know. You couldn't. You based can't, on you can't Oil, buy it. Oilers media types calling out the head coach of the Calgary Flames in media shuffles and stuff well, like that. That. W- that one was great. Like, oh well, the roster's flawed, and then like, oh, you can't fire Shirelli. That's ridiculous. What? I don't get it. I just uh, listen here. Enjoy, enjoy, have fun with your garbage. Day. Um, but what what will be very interesting is to see what Hitchcock can do. Because here's the thing, he's a Dump and chase, defensive-minded coach. And I'm a little curious about how he's going to play this style. However, sometimes those types of coaches are great with lesser-skilled teams. And let's be honest, beyond two, three players, it's not a very skilled Oilers team. Yeah, We know that. If he can manage the depth of the team, which is the huge issue, the top line is fine. They're really good. Um, So if he can manage the issues there... He's a defensive-minded coach, and they got some personnel back there. They got a goalie who's got a track record of success. Hasn't been very good for, I don't know, the past 18 months or so. Koskinen's been okay. Uh, If he can just motivate the team, like sometimes a coach, all a coach needs to do is be a good motivator. Um, That was said about Pat Quinn, perhaps unfairly, for a while, but they were like, oh, that's why he's perfect for Team Canada. 
you know, you don't you don't got to teach those guys the X's and O's. All you got to do is kick them in the pants a little bit. Um, so Hitchcock could be a match in that regard. And the one thing I will uh, defend the Oilers and Shirelli <laughs> regarding is everyone's like, what? Did they forget Joel Quinville exists? N- no. It's okay. Imagine wh- where are you right now? Okay, if you're at home, imagine someone knocked on your door and and was just like, you work for Home Depot now. <laughs> like, that's not how it works. You have to agree to work at Home Depot. You gotta, like... I think it's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. <laughs> hey, no, you're the Wait new regional manager for Home Depot. Mm. We like your spunk and we need you. Yeah. What? Home no, Depot. I don't want this job. <laughs> yeah, well, a bunch of guys on Twitter said you'd be the ideal candidate yeah. to be the regional manager <laughs> for this Home Depot. Home Depot. Yeah. I do believe impressment into service is, is illegal. Uh, I, I believe so. I don't think you can do that. That's a word I've never heard before. What and I'll just have Impressment? To... Impressment. Nah. It's a real term. He made that up. Didn't. That's That's an impressmentive. <laughs> impressmenton. That's what they're going to do for the rest of the season. <laughs> that's our name the right there. Impressmenton Oilers. Impressmenton. <laughs> <laughs> Shirelli did say they've got lots of runway left. The expectation on this team is to make the playoffs. Which is just, yeah. can you bring up the standings? It's an, that's an attainable goal. I don't like, think what, what are they three wins out? Yeah, it's it's the Pacific November, and it's November. Also, twelve of the last thirteen years they haven't made the playoffs. So we'll, well see how that goes. I am aware. Um, they are currently sitting at nineteen points, which is uh, and Dallas is at twenty four, which is math five points back. Now of the last one, yeah. So they got to leapfrog four teams to get into a playoff but, spot. Let's see how the division is. Go up three points. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um, don't think that's. I mean, that's not going to be too hard for them to do. Although it is hard to do. If they no, oh, they're actually, actually look at this. Yeah, no, they're actually only three points out of a playoff spot because they're oh, because of Vancouver at twenty-two. So oh yeah, they can do that. So there you go. Calgary twenty-five, San Jose twenty-five, Vancouver twenty-two, and then twenty-one, nineteen, 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 nineteen. Calgary with their Calgary with their bad goaltending is number one in the division. I know that's amazing. It's the worst division in hockey. It's so bad. It's very surprising. And the central, the central, like you could pretty much flip upside down, and that's what I thought it would be. Except for Nashville, and yeah, Winnipeg. And, and you know what? Never mind. Okay, but, so um, uh, so it's not that definitely not it's that strong big. though. Anyway, except for the teams on the top and the bottom. <laughs> yeah, if you except it, for the te- basically Minnesota the is where I thought it would be. Well, roughly. you hate Minnesota though, so you're biased against them. Yeah, damn, you, caused the lockout. Chuck, Chuck, Fletch, Chuck Fletcher made you work for the KHL. That's my favorite. Anyway, Vancouver's in a playoff spot and they're under 500. Oh my God, they are. The Leafs yeah. made the playoffs no, under 500, in a, They're in a divisional playoff spot. Yeah. That's how bad the Pacific is. Yeah. No, they're under Batman 500. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, not regular 500. <laughs> they are 10, Ooh. 11, and 2. <laughs> Okie dokie. Do you really think, though, if you're Joel Quinville and you're taking shots at Chicago Bears games, and Chicago's a cold city, right? It's not like Joel Quinville's afraid of the cold. As a lot of people claim in hockey, somehow oh, everyone they, can do recreational cold. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. Fun. <laughs> um, I don't think the cold is why people are wanting to stay away from Edmonton. I think the management structure is why people are wanting to stay away from Edmonton. And I don't think why not both. Based Yay. on what we've heard of Joel Quinville, um, I don't think that he wants to be a part of a team uh that has to rebuild like he believes and like we all believe Edmonton does. And I don't mean a full strip strip down rebuild, but I do think it's going to take. Some some major like you gotta you gotta do something you gotta clear some of this stuff out you got a lot of dead cap space there now Man, the the he should I think he should just take the year take off take your money and run and then you're good at you're 
one of like maybe five guys who like people will change their plan to bring you on board. Well, and, and that's Just take the year off. What I was saying to, to Jesse was okay. So Coach Q wants to go and coach a winner, but who's firing? Who's firing a coach? Who's a winner? Who's yeah? Who's a winner that's firing a coach? They also have to pay him at least six million dollars. Else he yes. gives up that $6 or that million. or that piece. So if, if yeah. they want to pay him two, Chicago will have to pay him four or something mm-hmm. like that, which they'll do. Wait, I think it'd be closer to the opposite, but yeah, yeah, yeah it's just it's just not going to work that way. No, he's Joel Quinville. The world's his oyster. If he sits out for eighteen months, which I believe is the remainder of his deal, his value is not diminished. No, I wouldn't say to sit out the whole thing, but like just this season, just this season, see what your options are. I believe. It's funny. <laughs> I think the next guy to go, but I keep saying this is Randy Carlisle in, in Anaheim. But I think the fact that they're injured to hell right now might actually protect him because the GM can look at that and go, "Well, I mean, he doesn't really have his full team, and he doesn't." What is and they made the playoffs last year, and they did. Why do all Randy Carlisle teams look the exact same? Well, he can't fire him because everyone's injured. In the meantime, the goalie has to do everything. Stop me if you've heard this before. I've folks. heard it like, before a few times. Yes. Um. So anyway, uh, interesting night in Edmonton, and there's more interesting things we have to talk about. But first off, Selly season. It's hashtag Selly season with Budweiser, and especially if you're an Oilers fan right now, you need a reason to celebrate. So we want to encourage you to join us, to tag Budweiser Canada, to tag the three of us, and to show us your Selly in your living room, or maybe you're at a game. Maybe you're, you're, is it Rogers Place? That's Edmonton. Yeah. No. Rogers Place is Edmonton? Yeah. And there's Rogers Arena in uh, in Vancouver? Yeah. And yes. there's Rogers You're Center in right. Toronto? All yeah. right. Hey, hey. You got it. Way One to go. The... Yeah, hey. hey. And then there's Calgary that is frequented by a man named Roger. It's true. There's several Rogers that attend Calgary mm. games, Season I would assume. seat holder Roger. And then there's the Scotiabank Arena, which is half-owned by, by Rogers. Rogers. Strangely enough. There wow. you go. Roger Impressman. This is his name. Impressman. Impressman. The... So use the hashtag Sally Season. Show us how you celebrate. And if you want to get one of these cool... Uh, Jesse, can you reach over there and get the... Or, or Steve. Budweiser, uh, Budweiser Red Light. He's closer. If you want one of these and you want to give them to somebody for Christmas because they make a really sweet gift. They they uh, hook up to your Wi-Fi. They scare your dogs whenever the, the goals are scoring no, whether you're watching or not. Um, you can go on... Go to Budweiser.ca. Use the hash... Or sorry, the, uh, the code DANGLE. And you get $5 off. Imagine somebody that. cue this up. With words. Uh, here, uh, Jack, here Jack Edwards, to- Jack Edwards, Boston. <laughs> no, because no, that's a goal. A goal is a happy thing. <laughs> no, but if it was Jack Edwards calling and he would be like, this is the greatest goal of all time. This player is better than Gretzky. <laughs> Here comes the next Yari Curry. Sean Corrali scores! <laughs> See, you can play this game in your house, too. Which you've, announcer am I? You've done it, Lanny. There you go. You've done it. Um, you've done it, Corrali. <laughs> you've done it. I just wanted to pick an obscure Boston name. Boy, are they in trouble. They sure are. I, well, guess, I guess you're getting to them later. We'll get to them later, but first... Uh, are, are we going to mention the other coach, James? Did Mike? Yeah, that's where I was going. Uh, did Mike Yo own himself? Mike Yo, is it Yo or Yo? I think it's Yo, and I've been yelled at Mike before. Yo. Yeah, Mike Yo. Um, well, how do he own himself? He called his own firing five, ten games into the year. Yeah, and what's amazing is three coaches got fired before him. Or no, that's not true. McClellan went after him technically. Yeah. Several hours yeah, later, like the second-born twin. 
Um, yeah, poor. I mean, he tried to tried to protect his team. I guess that's what a good coach does sometimes. The the Blues to me are the most. Uh, uh, someone asked today. I want to say it was Jeff O'Neill. Like which team is most? Uh, which team has fired their coach is most likely to turn it around? It's got to be St. Louis. I still don't understand why they're bad. I don't understand that either. I almost think that like to me, it's always goaltending with St. Louis. For good or bad. Good or bad. Yeah, good or bad. Wow, Jake Allen's bad. Wow, Jake Allen's really good. Wow, Brian Elliott's really bad. Wow, Brian <laughs> Elliott's. And it's funny how the team success sort of correlates with that. They have so much talent up front. They have so much talent on defense. They're going to get Pecorino next. <laughs> like just a goalie who from night to night, you're like, I don't know, might be a Vesna guy. Bobrovsky too. The worst. Bobrovsky's season to season though. Yeah. He'll have a bad season yeah. and then he'll like have two or three Vesna worthy ones in a row. So we'll, we'll talk about him later. If, I know we got a leaf game to talk about. Because uh, last year, I was reading this earlier. The Blues, they lost five of their last six games to miss the playoffs by one point. Ooh. If they win any one of those five games, oh. is Mike still fired? You no. Know, no. Wow, they did? Yeah. So I forgot it went down that year, way. There's six games left. Oh. <laughs> and they missed the playoffs by losing five of those six games. Oh, my God. Yeah. And what, weren't, wasn't Colorado just like, we won't be denied? Yeah. And like they were just <laughs> winning every game down the street. It was like uh, the Leafs with uh, Tampa nipping at their heels a couple of years ago. Like, no! And it sucked because the Leafs had to win because we knew Tampa was just going to win out. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Uh-oh. I must stop you. Something happened. Jonathan Willis, the Athletic. This is probably already out there, but Peter Shirelli said today that although other names were considered for the coaching job, Hitchcock was the only person they spoke to. Well, there goes your theory. I mean, they it could also just—they didn't even call Joel Quinville. <laughs> like, I would have called him. I'd be like, "Hey, Joe, I know this is super not going to no, happen." No, but. no, no. See, no, you're extrapolating at him. They said Hitchcock was the only candidate they spoke with. It's entirely possible. Quinville just let it go to voicemail. <laughs> it's entirely possible. It's interesting. I mean, I, I wondered out loud if McDavid would be the type of player that would make him go, well, I know it's Edmonton, but... And apparently Hitchcock decided he'd come out of retirement to coach McDavid. And why not? Why not? Um, is that to play the Tim and Sid game, cut or uncut? Is it cut that he retires in fucking like, April and is back working in November? Yeah, Ken Hitchcock <laughs> is the Floyd Mayweather of the Brett yeah. Favre. Of Brett hockey Favre, coaches. Yeah. Brett Favre. He'll be out in his backyard taking pictures <laughs> in, uh, in his, in his like, crocs. That's kind of cut, right? You don't just retire yeah. and leave a team and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, there's a job open. Yeah, I <laughs> think there was no like goodbye tour. We're too pecked for <laughs> Ken Hitchcock. H2 pecked. H2 pecked. Ken Hitchpecked. Hitchpecked. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. I tried. Yo, that might be the episode title right there. Hitchpecked. Come on, that's got to be it, right? Not Hitchpecked. That was crazy. I didn't even realize. As it came out, I'm like, nope. I've had a few moments like that on this show, too. Craig Berube will take Mike Yo's place in St. Louis. Larry Robinson's going to join him for the first few weeks as a skills coach. Not really sure what that's going to do, but. He's highly praised. Sure. Around the league. But we'll see what happens in St. Louis. I do think... Larry Robinson, that is. I do, uh, I do think that um, St. Louis is interesting because obviously Joel Quinville's got a, a history there. It seems as though 
that they're not interested in him, though, because they seem to be very interested in what Craig Berube can offer. And that's why they kind of put him in there. The sense I was getting from the people that reported on the story, it was like, no, 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 this is our new guy. Mm-hmm. This is, yeah, he'll wear the interim tag. But we ex- fully that's expect... what everyone's got to say. Like, yeah. you can't just be like, look, no, this but I don't, is some schlub. With Hitch, they don't. With Hitch, it's like, I mean, they hired him very clearly because it's like, we need a steady force to steady this dressing room. He'll be gone at the end of the year. And he knows that and they know that. Just don't say that. I just, uh, I, again, I, I just don't know why, unless, I was about to say, unless it's an old coach on his way out, which I guess Hitchcock is, but you just brought him in, so it's a little different. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just, you always got to be like, no, this is our guy. You could for always the time add, being, this is our guy. I mean, if, if you wanted to keep Hitchcock on for his expertise, you could always add him to the 80 experts they already have. Oh he didn't play for the 80s Oilers, but you could always consult with Gretzky or Coffey or Lowe or Messier or... McTavish is still McTavish. there, I'm pretty sure. McTavish. He might be. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, oh, it, but Hitchcock wasn't a player for them in the 80s, you dumb fuck. <laughs> I do think I do think St. Louis, if, if I'm going to pick a team that's going to make the playoffs out of those two, it's St. Louis all day, every day. Oh. Um, well, the do tough, you, they just got to get a goaltender. Tough thing for them, though. Like, they could have a better season than Edmonton and still miss the playoffs. The Central is just a murderer's row, and the Pacific Itch. is kind of open. Yep. Do you look at any of the guys they added and say bad moves now? Because oh, it was like Ryan O'Reilly, oh St. Louis, Bozak, Pat Maroon, and David Perron. Well, I Their thought for, first operations. off, I think Pat Maroon was a steal because he didn't. Wicked money. <laughs> yeah, he got wicked they got him for wicked money, and he was he's like all these guys are getting these contracts, and I got one point five million dollars. Uh, it was earned like two or, or something. Yeah, like it's that. nothing. Uh, you got him on a home count, a hometown discount, and a guy that just I think ran out of time. Um, I think Bozak was a good pickup for them because he's a good third center. I thought expensive, oh, $5 yeah, million. but they it's gave expensive. and they traded a bunch of spare parts for O'Reilly. Like Tage Thompson wasn't getting ice time. Sabotka and Berglund were sort mm-hmm. of. Eh. I mean, they've been good with the Sabers yeah. for sure. But I think sometimes people expire on teams, right? They're just like, okay, it's time to move on. Yeah. And I think that's what with Berglund and Sabotka, they probably needed to change the scenery. I would do that trade again in a heartbeat. I was going to be like, well, should we maybe put more stock into the fact that O'Reilly was like, I don't really like hockey anymore. <laughs> like when he was with Buffalo. But would you? Well, no. But also, like, he hasn't been that bad. Um, where do they rank in, like, goals for and goals against? Uh, O'Reilly, by the way, 10 goals, 13 assists, 23 points in 19 games. He's one of the He's better offensive ho- producers in the league. He's a great, yeah. great center. And he wins, like, 65% of his faceoffs. Yeah. And that's, that's a like, guy you want. Yeah. His offensive production, while usually good, isn't even, like, his thing. He's always pr- uh, praised for his two-way game. And St. Louis and goals for their 24th. Ooh. So that's not and good. And goals against, they are 21st. So not it's good. Bad on both fronts. Yeah. Mm. So... I, I mean, maybe coaching is the answer then. Hmm. I don't know. It is interesting that they traded away a lot of spare parts, and it sounds like they're maybe having a little bit of issue with depth scoring. That's very surprising to me. That's very I Man, I thought they were a top-five cup contender. Mm-hmm. It's November, but they're, that's, uh, that's tough. Their power play is pretty good. They probably just need to – I mean, they're they're top ten in the league on power what's, play. What's that PK at? I've heard things about their PK. It's an 80%. Yes, but – PK went down last night, by the way. PK, Subban. Subban. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? You missed that, yeah. It's uh, top 15 in the league. 
It's, it's not bad. Interesting. I heard it's actually bad. And anyway. Well, anyway. It's, I thought they would be much better. Maybe a coaching change is exactly what the doctor ordered. I, I don't know if that's I, the guy. I, I wondered I wondered that mostly with Edmonton, though. Like, I, I legitimately don't think the Edmonton Oilers are good enough to make the playoffs. I think if unless Cam Talbot goes on a run. Or Miko Koskinen, whatever, fine. It just... But, it just, but I wonder... Bad. I wonder if... Can the coach actually make that much of a difference? My thinking is no. But if they do make the playoffs, what a story. You know, there is something to the idea that they need a damn save. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, they are a bit of a one-line team. They they could use a save. Yeah. You get league average goaltending every night. They're probably in a playoff spot right now. And yeah. probably haven't fired their coach yet. You Coaching. Know- can be brought all the way back to goaltending every time. I wonder for Todd McClellan. He'll obviously take some time to to sit, but I think I don't think he's long for being out of the league. No, I think despite what's happened in Edmonton, and and I would be one of the people that to to do this. I don't think he did a great job in Edmonton. No, but I well, also and, uh, and a lot of Oilers fans who wanted Shirelli gone instead were like, well, mm, he should have gone too. Right. Right. I mean, I think it was time for him to go. I'm just going to change up here because my bum's numb. Um, but I think... You're going to sit like a cool teacher? I am. Like cool kids in the 90s. <laughs> so, you want to do a podcast. <laughs> uh, I think that in in this particular case, um, I think Todd, there's going to be a lot of people. And I would look at this too. If I'm a, if I'm a mid-level or mid-market team, I wouldn't put them in a big market, but I would put them in like a, a mid-level, mid-market team. If, if, if this was last summer, I would say, hey, Carolina, Todd McClellan, pick him up. This is a guy that's coached teams well into the playoffs. He's a good coach. He's got a good background and a good uh, a good sort of eye for, or at least seems to have a good eye, good eye for what the game can become if you've got the right players. Took them to the sec- seventh game of the second round a couple years ago when they actually had a really good team. Um, I wonder if Todd McClellan is a guy that makes a huge comeback. I would look at him like, okay, he's not damaged goods. That management structure, that style. There's too many cooks in the kitchen in Edmonton. He was never allowed to play the team the way he wanted <laughs> and they don't to. Know how and to cook. Kept getting, yeah, and they kept getting worse. Yeah. So you know what? They they were kind of instead of lifelines, they were kind of throwing them grenades. It's it's interesting because uh, one of the main criticisms I heard with McClellan is he's bad with young players. So maybe he goes to an older team. St. Louis might fall under that. Um, but another interesting thing from the Edmonton angle. Uh, is they sent down a few key players. I can't remember if Kyler Yamamoto or Kyler Yamamoto, sorry, sorry, is in the minors or in Bouchard junior. is though. Bouchard's in junior, so he can't be called up. Uh, Puglia Yarvi. So I wonder if they call him back up. You know, I know they sent him down to get reps, but if, I wonder if they call him back up to see how he is with Hitchcock. Because if he works yeah. with Hitchcock, keep keep him. Well, I wonder too when they say coaches are bad with younger players. In a league that's getting younger, and I, this will contradict everything I just said about McClellan, but in a league that's getting younger, what place do you have in it? You yeah. better start learning, pal, because that is that is the league. The league is pre-31 now. Yeah, Bab, Babcock, you know, with the Leafs, has been uh, combative with some of them, and there was obviously, you know, the rumors about him with Matthews, but for the most part, he's gotten results out of those guys, out of all the young guys, and... You know, it's a lot of, I think it's a lot of ego massaging and a lot of, I don't know what it is exactly. I don't know. It's 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 a lot of stuff that has nothing to do with hockey, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Well, you're growing up. You're just, you're growing up, man. You're growing up. Man. I, uh, I actually got the chance because I was at, um, 
I was at the Leafs game last night doing a profile on Paul Hendrick and um, what was that? It was cool. So we follow him around. You and we, you know, went to the gondola. Yeah, had to. Uh, went to the gondola, the media gondola, and everything. And and uh, and then I got to go to the room where they do the press conference afterwards. And saw Mike come out and do the press conference. And it was oh, the yeah. shortest press conference I've ever seen. Did you ask a question? No, I could. Should not, have asked no. a question. There was only like two questions asked. His pressers are really short this year. And I if, don't know what's up with that. Well, and if people don't ask questions, okay, see you. Yeah, I. Uh, he did a presser the other day where he actually said KC, but someone asked a question in the middle of him saying it, so he had to stay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he they're real quick. Because I, I watch them after every game. I love the Leafs YouTube channel. And they're all like, man, it's a struggle to get them over three minutes. It's interesting. Wow. Man, I wonder if that's, a, if that's a strategy. It must be. Everything with him is intentional. Maybe. He's an intentional guy. I think he's probably just trying to cut it down. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have patience. I don't know. You can ask me the same questions again. Basically. And yeah, so I, I think uh, it was it was kind of cool to see him do that. I forget where I was going with this. Uh, but I wondered, I wondered actually while he was talking, um, you know, we see one side of him in the media and that sort of thing. But what is he really like to play for if you're a young guy? He's got to be a little bit intimidating. Uh, he did talk about before the game because he did give a pretty good press conference there too. Uh, that he talked to Kapanen recently and talked about aspects of his game that he needed to work on. I wonder what a conversation like that looks at looks like. And I wonder if guys like McClellan, there are there is that ilk of people out there that don't believe those conversations need to happen. You should know already. Hands off. Yeah. And then the players' coach, right, and, and stuff like that. All those things you hear. Uh, Babcock. Um, not to take it away from McClellan again. But he, he said something interesting about Kapanen. I thought, and he basically said, well, he wasn't this good in the American League. Yeah, he did say he, Which, yeah, he was. I think <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> anyway. He said he didn't look this good, I wonder. I think maybe it was at both ends of the ice sort of thing. I don't know. What a dart last night for the second goal. Well, hold on on that. Oh, yeah, We're not, yeah, sorry, going, sorry, there. We're not sorry. going there. I do want to say. I was distracted because Charlie barked. And um, there's intruders. Watch out for the Buffalo Sabres. Man... Watch wow. out. Watch out. It's happening. They're turning it around. Now, God forbid the Jeff Skinner trade was an amazing trade and the, and the Carolina Hurricanes, who still can't score a goal, traded the guy who scored goals. Bringing it back to the Oilers, been calling for management change for a long time. The Habs are having a good season. The Habs went out and did stuff. Yep. We didn't agree with all of it, but they went out there and Bergevin tried. Tried a couple things. The Sabres, bad for a very long time. Botterill took a year, looked around, and this summer, kaboom, did a whack of stuff. A big old bunch of stuff. Go look at a bunch of the teams from around the league where you're like, where is this coming from? A lot of them went out and they tried stuff. We didn't like all of it, but it was something. Mm -hmm. The Oilers went out and got Koskinen. Tobias Reader. Tobias Reader. Kyle Brodziak. Kyle Brodziak. Uh, what, uh, I believe that was it. And Strom for Spooner. Oh, yeah. Well, recently. <laughs> yeah. you got to be kidding me. That's not It's not enough. It's not enough. Like, Bergevin, Bergevin made some risky moves. And with a mixture of those moves and some youth, mm -hmm. they're playing well. That's all. And three first-round picks this year. Do they? The Sabres, they got St. Louis. Oh, the Sabres Sab do. Wait. Yeah, yeah. St. Louis, 
San Jose and their own. Wow. That's a coup. Good for them. The St. Louis one could be high. Oh, the San Jose yeah, one because Kane Jose resigned. Kane resigned. Yeah, they got oh. that pick. Yeah. That's a good provision. That would be in. a great pick, but that'll be a first round. It'll be in the twenties somewhere. In the first round, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. It's in the first round. It's a lottery pick. There you go. Not like lottery lottery pick, but like they're like lottery tickets. Imagine That's amazing. They, imagine they missed the playoffs. Are any of the? Oh, oh wait. So sorry. I saw someone on Twitter said. The best part about the O'Reilly trade for the Blues was that they protected or lottery protected the first. Yeah, it's top ten, so they have the top choice 10. of if it's in the top ten, they could divert it to next year's, the twenty twenties. I so can't believe they're either this way bad. they're gonna get a first round pick. Woo. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Yeah, if yeah. if a coaching change doesn't do anything, I don't I don't really I don't think know what it's to time. say in St. Louis, yeah. I don't know what to say. They should be good. They should be. Can well, you can you look at the roster? Man, like, I just want to see who's expiring. Goaltending. And that's what it is. Take your firsts and go get a goaltender. You're fine. Take it and or go. draft and man, be really good. Man, a ton of RFAs. No UFAs really. They just got Bowmeister and Gunnarsson. And that's I'm, it. Wow. And Chad Johnson as their backup. Like they're not. You're and not going to make a whole bundle at the deadline, man. If a coaching change doesn't do it, go out and add. Yeah, but how do you not succeed when? Your top two lines are Tarasenko, O'Reilly, Steen, Schwartz, Shen. Like, that's pretty good. Maroon's on IR, and I know, I think they had a couple other guys on IR to start the season. I don't get it. I don't get why they're bad. I don't get why they're bad. I didn't get why Vegas was good either. We should end <laughs> the podcast. We should stop. We don't know what we're talking about. No. Nope. But you knew that. <laughs> you knew I was a dumb fuck. <laughs> Come on, everybody. I think one of the most fascinating deals this summer was the Jeff Skinner trade. Yeah, the Sabres improved without giving uh, giving up a single part of the roster. Literally anything. And it was funny because... Three picks in Cliff Poo. Um, what was interesting about that is that not only did Carolina trade Jeff Skinner, but they totally killed Jeff Skinner's value before they traded him. I didn't know he was this good still. Okay, but if you look at his results, the guy's always around 25 goals. He's very consistent. Generally speaking, he's very consistent. And he's probably having a great season because this is the first time, honestly, like who's Jeff Skinner played with that's a legit superstar? Ever. Carolina? Ever. Nah, I got nothing. Yeah. So he's with Jordan Stahl! So he's with Jack Eichel, a legitimate superstar. Yep. Absolutely. And what a win! What a... Ah! 4-1 leads! Not so easy to defend, are they, Pittsburgh? <laughs> ha! Yuck it up! I know you did. Now nah, I feel bad. Penguins fans are hurting. They, oh, oh, you do? Oh, you they feel don't bad remember for how fans? to handle it. They don't remember how to handle it, and they're crying. There's a great. I love. I love interteam civil wars, and there's a great one going on right now in Pittsburgh. Oh, let's oh, hear it. One. What's happening? Well, there's the. <laughs> they have uh, such a. Th- th- there's there's like a blended one that's ah we've won a bunch recently. And, ah, we won a bunch recently after starting the season shitty. So there, there's that. Like things are trending up. Yeah, like don't worry about it. And then there's the fans who just are beside themselves because they don't remember how to lose. <laughs> trade, just, are they the trade everybody crowd or are they just... Fire everybody crowd. Oh, okay. Yeah, you and trade. trade everybody and burn your jersey. What have the Penguins done for me lately? <laughs> Nothing. 
They're not the reigning Stanley Cup champions, so I'm miserable. That's what the temperature seems to be in Yinzer country right now. Uh, just go back to Jeff Skinner for a second. He's mm-hmm. on pace for 57 goals. That might which slow down. Which I think will slow down. Maybe. But he's off to a hot start. Apparently, to, uh, to keep him off the free agent market, uh, Buffalo's asked, what's your price? Oh, this is great. He well, said, not right now. Eight years, 9.5 per. That's great, man. Tyler Sagan money. <laughs> Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm going to, I would, if, if I was Buffalo, I would call, it's, uh, who's, it's Jim Nill in, in Dallas? Who's this? Yes. Yeah, I'd call Jim Nill and thank him. Because there's absolutely <laughs> no way you give Jeff Skinner that much. Even though he's a great scorer and he's very consistent and he's overcome, uh, early on in his career, he had like some serious, like career threatening head injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Concussions. That's a guy that's come back and come back and come back and, mm-hmm. Um. Uh. I mean, he's a great player, but he's not nine point five million dollar player. There's no way he's on pace to be that. Right. One yeah. time. This season. Right now on this day, yeah. if he scores eighty six points, like he's projected to. No, you gotta to get that kind of money. You can't just do it once. You got to do it a bunch of times. Like Tyler Sagan has done that a bunch of times. Jeff Skinner has made. I mean, he can look at Evander Kane's contract and be like, "I deserve at least that." I think he can look at like what Kane got in JVR, which I think are identical contracts, um, and be like, I deserve roughly that. I think that's fair. Maybe a little bit more, and you go high in negotiation, so maybe you say eight. Yeah, because the cap percentage has gone up. So so you say, hey, the cap percentage, that's the same deal as Kane got last year. You say something like that. But like, A, you, you haven't been Tyler Sagan. Like, not in terms of production. You haven't. Not consistently and not for long enough. And you're not a center. I, I just, no. I wouldn't. He's a great player. I'll take him on my team. For that money, you're nuts. No. But if you're him, you all are You are also asking for that money because what if they say yes? Well, what if they say yes? They gave <laughs> it to hurt, right? They gave it to Eichel before. Like he Does he have a 30-goal season yet? And they gave it to him. They're, they're paying for future money. I, I have a feeling that contract is going to end up looking pretty but good. But he might, Steve. He might. He just might. Um, this reminds me of William Carlson last year who scored 43 goals after scoring six the year before. Yeah, yeah. yeah he turned yeah. down a long-term deal, by the way. He left a lot of money on the table and only signed for he one. He currently has five goals and uh, 12 assists, 17 points. Uh, In 22 games, which is... That's not yeah, bad. It's not 43 goal but, base, it's a, but that's a $5 million player, Yeah, which is what he's making. I just don't understand not, how he scored 43 goals. But I never will. He's not terribly off his pace from last year. Goal scoring, yes. Points no, um, yeah, that's that'll be a real interesting deal. So will Max Pacioretty at the end of the year? What are they gonna do with him? Yeah, underrated storyline. He has not been good. I know. I know he was injured for a bit. Jesse, can you bring up his stats? I was stunned the other day. I, th- I want to say in seventeen games, three goals, two assists. Mm-hmm. The biggest mistake the Golden Knights made was not giving Ottawa whatever they wanted for Carlson. I remain I, I will remain steadfast on oh, that. I think he scored last game. 18 games, four goals, two assists, six points. That is just not good enough for Max Pacioretty, man. And they gave up a lot. Bergevin had a good offseason. He did, man. Yeah, he did. He did. You know what? Also, though, it helps that everybody who's coming in and played is playing some of the best hockey of their career. Oh, Max Domi is easily playing the best hockey and of ta-ta. his career. And ta-ta. <laughs> he's also ta-ta. Been, he's I'm been happy great for him. I'm yeah. happy for Thomas Tatar because I know everyone made fun of that trade right away. They gave up too much, but then like when he was a healthy scratch in Vegas, I'm like, okay, no, 
he's not healthy scratch bad. Stop. Like, when did... When, I'm sorry. When did that happen? Mm-hmm. No one told me Thomas Tatar was washed. I thought he was at least, like, a middle six player on most teams. And he goes to Montreal and he's doing a good job. I want, Maybe he's one of those players, sort of like Thomas Placanitz was at the end of the season for the Leafs, where he just he can't play bottom of the lineup. You got to give him something to do. Yeah, you you got to give him a bigger role, and he exceeds in it. There are players that that rise to the occasion. If if, if you believe what Mike Babcock said, and you had mentioned it earlier, there are people that perform better on a bigger stage. Yep, I mean, Max Domi's one of them. Yep, you put him in a big market, he explodes. Put him and, in a small market, he that's it for there's sometimes people thrive off that energy and mm-hmm. all the power too. It's it's amazing how often you hear, well, we don't know if he wants to play in the big spotlight. I think now it's a flashier generation of NHL player, and they want to play in the bigger markets. And they they want the attention. Why and, wouldn't you? There's more money. There's more money. Yes, you get a coconut water deal in Toronto. Stuff like I, that. Islanders captain. Islanders <laughs> captain. Yes, while he was the Islanders captain, he had a coconut water deal before he had a hockey night towel. That was crazy to, to find out two weeks ago or something. Was his first hockey night towel? His first hockey night towel. Guy's been in the show since 2009. That's crazy. It's John Tavares. Wow. Sorry. Is yes, that John? Me. Now, I would say that's more like hockey night's fault than him. If well, How many times have the Islanders been on hockey <laughs> night? He must have been on hockey night it's at not, least it's once. Not a fault of any. Okay, at least once, but like. Get Tavares! Someone else had a big game. <laughs> co- Maybe he was hurt. Right. Let's put Anders Lee up. You're right. Let's talk to Josh Bailey. Maybe it was someone they were doing a feature on. Don't speak ill of the company I work for there, Adam. I'm Wilder. just saying. Okay, listen. Listen. I think hey, it's more I, of a I work for them too, still. Yeah, it's more of a coinkydink. Yeah. Yeah, how dare you? Um, can how I, dare you? Can I interrupt you? to break a trade from the OHL? Oh, I've got it. I've already got it, too. Sure. Yeah, no, please, please. Okay. Yeah. I looked at um, your screen. I can't read it. No glasses. The uh, Niagara Ice Dogs traded 11 draft picks mm-hmm. to the Kingston Frontenacs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, Niagara... Pulled off a massive bust of a trade, sending 11 drafts to Kinsey part of the deal. In return, Niagara acquired uh, Jason Robertson and defenseman Jacob Paquette. Okay. And going back to Kins- Kingston are defenseman Bill- Billy uh, Constantino and Ian Martin, as well as 11 draft picks. Do you want me to read them? Please. Yes. All, so, every single one. Sarnia second in 2019. Windsor seventh in 2019. Windsor's third in 2020. This is the first one of their own pick. Niagara's 13th in 2020. Peterborough's second in 2021. Niagara's fifth in 2021. Niagara's 11th in 2021. Niagara's second in 2022. Kitchener's third in 2022. Niagara's second in 2023. That's a child. London's third in 2024. That's a current <laughs> child. An OHL draft pick. Which they get drafted what when they're sixteen? Okay, I'm asking what's the math on a 2024 draft pick? So I think that's a ten year old. You're okay. You're ten right now. Wow. Or it might be your draft year. I can't remember if your draft year is when you're fifteen or sixteen. It's either it's a nine or a ten year old. (laughs) (laughs) This got traded today. (laughs) Some kid is you know making macaroni pictures in third grade or whatever. Actually, I think it's a little bit more evolved. I I think. I, th- I think they're doing long division. I and, hope they're uh, not in the third grade, grade yeah. huh? They're d- doing long division with macaroni pictures. I Ugh. desire macaroni pictures. And your wife is I, a teacher. She is she a kindergarten teacher, though. That's why I went but to macaroni pictures. Still, yeah. Yeah. still. Some guy is learning long division today. And they just got traded. They don't even know it. They don't even know it yet. That was fun. 
That was fun. That was fun. Uh, Mike Hoffman made his return to Ottawa last night and dunked on the Senators hard. <laughs> Not only in his pregame comments, which were... Uh, they asked him obviously about what Pierre Dorian had said about the dressing room being broken, and he said, "Well, you know, he's got to find a way. He's got to find an excuse to trade somebody." Like he, so he Ooh. said. Which I mean, listen, we don't know what happened. Um, I, I tend to I tend to believe that if you're going to get a, a a restraining order against somebody, there might be some smoke where there's or fire where there's some smoke. But I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know. The one weird thing about that story with Hoffman and Carlson is. It, like, it doesn't sound like Hoffman did anything. <laughs> you know, no, that, it wouldn't that, even have been him, no. No. It would have been somebody he, he's. Well, know, no, it dating. would have been his girlfriend. Yeah. Right? But, it, like, and I mean, I, there's just, we just don't know enough of what no. went on there. We, and we never uh, will, and that's fine. But here's the thing. He, so he, he calls out Dorian saying he's got to blame someone for an excuse to trade him before the game. And then when it's 6 5 games close at the end of the game, he comes in. Scores the game winner, which is a beautiful goal. And then, according to the Ottawa Senators, celebrated too much in front of their bench. Well, they don't like it. Mark Borviecki, uh Actually, well, he said before the game, uh, Mike Hoffman said before the game, that if you were to go around the Ottawa dressing room and ask, ask them how much of a problem he was, he's like, I, you know, he's like, I still got a lot of pro- friends there. There wasn't a lot of, well, uh, you know, I wasn't causing problems. More, Mark Borviecki was a wait, little bit head, ticked. Head of PR, Mark Borviecki? Yes. Well, he's the only guy <laughs> in the interviews. <laughs> you notice that? He's the only guy yeah. in the interviews. Head of PR. Yep. I, and I look at him and, and the, the, because of his teeth, this is so bad, but because of his teeth, he does look like one of the mushrooms from Mario. Like he... he a Goomba? A Goomba. He does. People are comparing them. Come on. Yeah. Don't tell me you don't see that. Skip. <laughs> so, so Mike Hoffman comes in and jumps on Mark Borbiecki's head, and the Senators lose. <laughs> and it's not his fault. It's not Borbiecki's fault. But basically, what I laugh about, and this is the issue with the Senators, is their priorities are always so wrong. Like you've got, you've got somebody out there, I don't know who, coordinating a Twitter attack on the Ottawa Sun and the Ottawa Citizen. Which oh. are uh, uh, did we not talk about that last? No, I don't. I don't know if we did. I think or not. we talked about the rumblings. Yes, the rumblings. And then, and then when it when they lose a game, it's not about the fact that they lost the game. It's not about the fact that they're angry about the fact that they do, could not prevent the goal that Mike Hoffman scored. They're mad about his celebration. Be mad that you lost. That's Be hockey. mad that you couldn't stop the goal. No, I hate that That's about hockey, hockey though. Like the, the, come on, the, the toughest sport there is. You deserve is the most sensitive about goal celebrations. You you deserve. You deserve to be dunked on if that's your attitude. Because your attitude's wrong. I don't know if you deserve it, but I am glad. <laughs> wow. I don't know if... It, well, also James Reimer won, so I was very happy about yeah, that. Well, he had a rough game. Hoffman has, but I believe, won. was points in 14 straight games? 15 straight games? Uh, I think it'd be 15 now. And this 14 it, or 15, it's a franchise record. And a hell of a pickup for Florida. San Jose Sharks legend. I wonder if he even got a jersey. No. No. Mike Hoffman. It's not even enough time to print the jersey. It was like an hour later. Extends his NHL high point streak to 16 games. Whoa. Nine goals, 10 assists. He's the sixth different player in NHL history with a point streak of 16 plus games in his first season with a new team. That's a very, that's not a very important stat. But the first part was important. <laughs> He's the sixth guy to do a, a thing. You know you know that, that scene in The Simpsons? Where every time March announces she's pregnant, Homer pulls out another part of yeah. his hair. Yeah. That's Pierre. Poor guy. Just 
poor guy. Yeah. I I, I wonder if they look at when... Because you know what's going to happen. Dorian will eventually be let go. You know what's going to happen. What? Why? Yeah, exactly. It's He'll fall afoul <laughs> of Eugene Melnick somehow. <laughs> and what? I wonder if people look at him and go, I'd bring him on my staff. And you know why I'd bring him on my staff? Because I know that he wasn't in full control in that situation. Almost like a Todd McClellan. I don't know if he's going to get fired. I don't know if he's going to get fired. Wait, he should be there forever? Well, here's the problem. Well, okay. He might just, I mean, leave when his contract's up. Or, like, quit. I don't think he's going to quit. Why would he leave money on the table? But... The issue is going to be, I don't think they're willing to pay whoever the next guy is. I don't think they are. They're going to have to, who would go there? Like who's a, they're going to have to really think outside the box and they're going to have to get a John Chica type. I, I think part of the reason, I mean, Chica got his job in Arizona because he put himself in a position to get that call. Also, he's cheap. He was cheap at the time. So you're going to have to really think outside the box for your next GM because I don't think an established guy is going to do it. Speaking of which, low-key, Mike Fuda has been thrown around again and again and again. Absolutely not. I wonder if Edmonton... Oh, Edmonton, I wonder if Edmonton charges hard after him. But if I'm Mike Fuda, I go, okay, then stay the hell out of my business. That's interesting because Fuda's, uh, I believe he's got a relationship with Hockey Canada. Interesting pick, Adam. I like it. Maybe he could go for a, what was it, the Bobby Nixberger? In Edmonton? Yeah, oh yeah. For, come on down for Bobby, Bobby Nixburger. It's just a cheeseburger. Right. No, but it's a it's good. It's but we're not gonna Robert use that Nicholson. We're not gonna use that pancetta bacon. We're gonna use uh. the real thing. Mm. <laughs> Remember the they, they, he he foregoes pancetta bacon for some reason? Yeah. Because pancetta is somehow worse than the, the chef Remember was what? like, listen, I'm gonna do this, and he's like, No. No, <laughs> he's no. no, go to the Costco bacon. Yeah. I am the Oilers decision making personified, <laughs> Chef. You will not do that, Chef. Trade him for a bag of maple smoked bacon from yeah. generic brand from the United States. You, you know that Costco fake special. bacon you put in salad? We want that. <laughs> the fake bacon. The okay, crawl. wait. Is the fake bacon right-handed? Well, we win the trade easily. <laughs> Sorry. I just I couldn't help it. Why did we go it back to the Oilers to beat up the really Oilers? Why? All I don't I'm think saying. bacon can be right-handed, but. Whatever, you fuck. <laughs> dumb fuck. Dumb oh, fuck dumb fuck. Adam. Sorry. All I'm saying is Adam has a good point with Mike Fuda. And to steal him from L.A. and bring him to Edmonton more than makes up for the Gretzky trade. I'm just saying. <laughs> Perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> All right. Hey, the Leafs uh, beat Columbus in a in a comeback win, and you know, obviously, normally we would start with that, but uh, there was a few other things that we I think we needed to talk about first. Columbus really took it to Toronto in the first first period. God, it was I not, hate that hockey team. They are yeah, they're a hateable team. They are a hateable team, and that is the biggest compliment I could pay them. Blue Jackets fans, do not get your neck up about that. I love your hockey team, like if they were mine. But, but I hate they're them. not mine, so I hate them. I hate them. Yeah, I don't want to play them in the playoffs. That would suck. The Leafs uh, started to kind of come around in the second, and Tyler Ennis scored a great goal. And it's unfortunate that he scored it in this game because it was then directly outshadowed by something Mitch Marner did. That's, I mean, that's just going to be every game. Yeah, man. like Tyler Ennis. Don't wait for your moment. Just let, score. Let's give Tyler Ennis his moment because Tyler Ennis deserves his moment. That was a great play. Great goal. And, man, I pointed it out in the, in the LFR video. Gauthier, greasy. He was so greasy on this play, and it wasn't graceful, and he did most of it uh, with his feet and not a stick, but he battled and got Ennis that puck. Well, he battled to get the puck loose, and then Ennis did the rest. Uh, but, 
I mean, got to give him some credit. I don't know how many goals he's going to score, so I'm trying to find any. Who, Ennis? To... No, go. Oh, go. Yeah, I don't know about Ennis that either. Ennis is going to score plenty of goals if he plays like that. Man. Like, Apparently um, his scoring chances are way up. Considering the line he's on, he's produced really well. The Leafs, this is the way. It's interesting that they're 15-6 and six when their depth has actually not been very productive up until recently. Uh, this was supposed to be their thing. Their thing was supposed to be ridiculous top two lines that teams were either going to get dominated by or just put all their resources towards. And then their third and fourth line was just going to be better than the other teams. And Ennis is certainly that dude. Brandon Dubinsky on that goal got schooled. I didn't know he was still on the Blue Jackets till I watched the highlights this morning. <laughs> Are you saying Brandon Dubinsky is not the player he was? Not quite. Not quite, and Savard just sprawling <laughs> on the ice on that goal. Just man, Ennis is more skilled than your typical fourth liner. He's exactly the type of fourth liner the blogger boys, the computer boys were screaming about in 2013. Instead of getting some knuckle dragger face puncher, mm-hmm. go out and take a chance on a skilled guy who might bag a few. And he's already got three. He's on pace for. What, a 12-goal season? Mm-hmm. It's pretty good for a fourth-liner. And that Mitch Marner goal to tie it up before the second period ended. But well, I mean, Mitch, sorry, Mitch Marner. But I mean. Yeah. Mitch Marner I mean. set up. Um, first off, I couldn't believe he didn't score. And then when he didn't, the, to have the wherewithal where he was to get that puck back to Tavares. to get his own rebound. Yeah, to get his own rebound, yeah. to pass it back. That was, that is something else. Did you want to talk about what I talked to you about on the train here? I think you should. I think you should talk about. You should bring Steve, it up. Did you see uh, Luke Fox's piece on Marner and Tavares? No, it came out. Luke last writes thing. nine things a day. Yeah, so I missed I this. One. He does. This came out today or last night, one or the other. But they're in there were quotes from Mark Hunter taking credit for drafting Mitch Marner. In <laughs> fairness, based on okay, my instinct is to say no. Screw everything he did. Federgrady forever, but. Also, the rumor is it is his doing. The rumor is Babcock was like, no, Wierenski or Hannafin. And he said, screw you, we're taking the London guy. Well, uh, Justin Bourne was on, uh, on um, uh, Sportsnet. Probably a good show. Fan. Yeah. Good show. And he disputes that rumor. And he was working for the team. You should check out that clip. I don't have it on me right now. Interesting. Yeah. You should check out that clip. And this is from... Check out their podcast. This is Mark Hunter in, in the article. He says, The mom, Bonnie, was six foot, so I knew he was going to get some more size. He was a guy that never... <laughs> st- <laughs> anybody, anybody listening, Steve just made the face. Um, he continued, He was a guy that never stopped getting better. I knew his makeup. I knew his desire. You have to improve. You have to keep getting better. You have to win. Mitch has some attributes that's important to any hockey club. We ended up winning a um, Memorial Cup in London. He'll just keep pushing here to win a Stanley Cup because that's what he's all about. I had that's such what a you difficult need. time listening to the rest of that. That's what you need when you're scouts. You have to find that inner desire. Through my instincts and watching him, I knew he'd just blossom. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Yeah? <laughs> also, his mom was six foot tall. Also, he had, like, over 100 points. No, no, but his mom, I think that was the key to drafting Mitch Marner. His mom being six foot tall. 
<laughs> Marner, by the way, I don't I don't know if he's even grown an inch since he was drafted. No, he's the same damn size. He's probably the same height on account of when you're drafted. He's you're an, 18 and you you what is what, he muscly you, you or stop, yeah? You stop growing tall at like 20. Yeah, 20 max. 20 max. I stopped at like 15, man. Oh, like 14 for me. That's all the caffeine and lifting weights. <laughs> <laughs> and cigarettes. Yeah. yeah. Cigarettes and caffeine. I had a hard teen <laughs> time. I was... T- what? Listen. Listen. Uh, no, his thing was he was skinny. Yeah, he had to put on guy. weight yeah. on that six-foot frame <laughs> that he inherited from Bonnie. <laughs> The article should have been called Bonnie in size. You see, because it's like Bonnie Clyde. And Clyde. It's a bit shoehorned. Yeah. A bit shoehorned in. Gonna have to get a shoehorn. Because like- he's gonna grow into it. He's gonna need bigger shoes. <laughs> because you see, his mom, she's very tall, is what he's saying. Shoehorned and in like the reason for drafting him? You see, the way genes work is you take after attributes of your parents. Anyways, I saw that today and I stopped. Working hockey! You've got a shot! <laughs> You've got a shot! You can play. Yeah. You can! You can manage, actually. That's oh what my. that should be our hashtag. You can manage. Playing is the hardest thing about hockey. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. That's I'm an understatement. Yeah. Take it from me. I'm getting the impression that the management stuff I think it can be learned. Yeah. I do, I do find that very interesting. That <laughs> six feet tall, Adam. Did you write that on the report? Like, it's like a little <laughs> small, but his mom's his mom's Bonnie. got some height. No, he writes Bonnie. Bonnie's got some height. <laughs> no, we've we've spoken to uh, team executives, mm-hmm. and they really do talk about players like they're like racehorses. Well, yeah, yeah. And they have to. They have look at look at how he, he yeah he's got room to grow he's gonna get meat under here and like pointing at the ribs like that's a human being sir or madam uh, it's hockey's weird man that's, if you want to work what it, it is i bet you could bet you could uh, mark zach, hunter said you can are you gonna take that go do it zach hyman got his second uh, goal of the season i couldn't believe it was only a second and then I guess, third because that line scores so much but i mean what does he need to score for when the other two are doing so much <laughs> Well, and he goes in there and four checks, and you know Justin Bourne uh, wrote defending him, and was basically like, "Why are we still defending Zach Hyman? We don't uh, need to defend him. He's I, great. He's been great. Yeah. He, you know, you know what? Uh, I'll, listen, listen, it's not necessarily because of him that this occurs, but for some reason, Zach Hyman always happens to be on the Leafs' best His line. His line scores a lot. Isn't that great? Why mess with like, it? Just enjoy it. It's fine. We're they're, crying out loud. They're doing great. They're doing great. Don't complain. Like, Don't Mason Raymond, Zach Hyman. Oh, why is it Zach Hyman on that line? Put Patrick Marlowe. <laughs> and then they did that, and everyone started screaming, trade Patrick Marlowe. <laughs> no, I know it with, wasn't Marlowe Matthews Willie. They but, put him back with Kadri though, and Marlowe looks good again. Um, Yeah, and then I, I, think, I think Justin Fisher had the tweet of the night. As always. He said, said, taking a 3-2 lead is nice, but watching John Tortorella yell at his players on the bench is the real prize. (laughs) Is he sick? Torts? Yeah. I don't know. What's the second straight game? He's worn some weird, like, zippy vest under his uh, suit jacket. Is he sick? No, it's called style. It doesn't... Is it? Yeah, I've worn those. I thought he was cold. I've had that jacket. Yes. You had a zippy jacket under your suit jacket. I'm pretty sure there's a reason for it. On the, uh, cause I watched the other broadcast and they, they brought it up and I forget the reason for it. 
Oh God! Come on! Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no way. way! There's a thing. I'll, there's I'll try I had a jacket that looks exactly you like that. You had a zipper vest. It's not a vest. Under. It's not a vest. So what it does is it attach. It's supposed to it look looks like, like one of those hockey jumpers. Yeah, it's, it looks like you're supposed. You're wearing somewhat of a vest underneath. Yes. Yeah. But it's actually attached to the jacket. You're not supposed to do it up, but it's supposed to have that layered look. You're supposed to have a layer. I wore it on BT. I wore it on BT many times. It's it's a layered look. You want to have a, like a few zippers, basically mm. style. It makes sense. Platinum. That so he Platinum zipped it up. Zippers. He zipped it up when you you're not necessarily supposed to do that. But that is actually attached to the inside of his jacket. It's not a separate diamond thing. buttons. I saw that too. I'm just saying. I noticed. Um, it was kind of funny too. After Hyman scores the hit for the second time, he you know outmuscles his way to the net, scores that goal. He earned that empty net goal. He did. Well, also it was it was what the Leafs should have been benefiting from uh, when they were five and five at home. Now they're six and five. They're finally one game above five hundred. Ah. First place in the East. It's ridiculous. Um, it was a defensive zone draw for Columbus. Their fourth line against the Leafs top line. And I think the reason he blew a gasket is what were they doing on this play? Lucas Sedlak, or not, not Lucas Sedlak. Oh, I wasn't talking about that goal, but yeah, let's talk oh, about you that goal. Oh, I'm sorry. You're talking about the 3-2 goal. I was talking about the 4-2, but let's talk oh, about the 3-2 Oh, my three. bad, my bad. Let's talk about the 3-2 goal. Well, uh, it was uh, Riley Nash attacking the point and going into the butterfly in the high slot <laughs> to block Riley. There's two Blue Jackets who are covering no one. David Savard, who is the only person who picks up on what's happening, and he goes to get Hyman and then realizes Tavares is crashing too. What did he call it? Amateur? Or, or oh, I didn't hear his quote. Oh, his quote was good. It, I'm my sure it favorite, was wonderful. My favorite part of that game, I'm standing at ice level last night, and the game's ending, and Hyman has already scored the other empty netter. Or sorry, the one empty netter. Ainsley almost scored another one. Yeah. But what was great about that is with a minute left, it's 4-2, John Tortorella still calls the timeout. I love, and berates I his and team. And pulled his goalie. <laughs> and pulled his goalie. Hey, he's sending a message. He's trying to, listen... You didn't work, and now it's 4-2. I'm going to make you work to see if you can tie the game. What's the worst that could happen? I know. Why wouldn't he? <laughs> you know, what, if, what if they tie it? I know they're probably not going to. Game's over. It calls a timeout just just because. I just thought it was like, oh, come on. That's torts. That is the most torts move. You. I don't fault him for it, but it's also a little bit like, yo. I love it. Uh, also, uh, listen, I'll be a little cynical here. He's in Toronto. Got to look like you're doing something. Got to make a big show of it. Oh, really? You think oh, so? Oh, Torts knows how to play the media. He was in the game for a while until he decided he was above it and then went back to being a coach that was constantly screaming at the media. I wonder if part of it was he had to make a big show. Hmm. Had to make a big show. We're talking about it today, aren't we? We are. Uh, I think we also need to mention the the play of, of Freddie Anderson, who, honestly, he's the, he was the first star last night. He's the best goalie in the NHL this season so far. Prove me wrong. Tell hey. me I'm wrong. Change my mind. Yeah, change my mind. Look at the record. Look at the save percentage. There are people in Anaheim who might say John Gibson. Maybe. Maybe. He's in the conversation, though. Like, if you had to do the Vesna right now, he's nominated. Has to be. Has to be. Although it's funny, I've I've thought last year he might need to be nominated for it. At least nominated. I think he almost was. Wasn't he fourth? Something He's like fourth that. Fourth or fifth in voting. That's not nominated. It's not nominated, but it's close. Sorry, the door's stiff. 
Hi, Jesse. It's okay. It's okay. You just keep going. No, no. one no one can hear it. Yeah, no one knows no. what's going on. You don't need to acknowledge I that. I did that pretty just well. Breaking the fourth wall. Just, just move on, man. I scenes. had to pee. <laughs> pee. Yeah. You dumb fuck. Sorry. <laughs> you join the pee, dumb fuck? <laughs> the title of this Hitch episode is... <laughs> <laughs> no, it was in Impressmenton. 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 Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Huh? Tortorella. He's silly, isn't he? We're talking about Freddy. Oh yeah, Freddy. He, no, beat, you, he beat Tortorella. You said you think he's the best goal in the league this year? So far. All right. There's, there's a pretty solid argument for it. Um, not sure if you saw much of the Canadians Caps game last night, but there were two real highlights. Ovi oh high fiving Carey Price after Carey Price made a Carey him. Price save. Yeah, he sure. Got a standing ovation too. He did, yeah, and well, and rightfully so. The, the next part, which I loved, was Lars Eller, who, by the way, was not didn't leave Montreal because he wanted to. He was traded to to Washington for two second round picks. Um, Canadians fans were booing him in overtime. Fifteen seconds later, he goes end to end and scores. Good. Good. No, and listen, Habs fans. I actually have a very good relationship with Habs fans for a Leafs fan, but uh, they're feeling themselves a little bit this year. Well, let them. Let well, them. Let them. But like, it's there's. I'm noticing two flavors. Uh, the so, Grant McCag. No, no, no. no. <laughs> well, I wouldn't know. I think he blocked me. Um, <laughs> wow, you managed to get him to block you. That's amazing. Know. No, Jack Todd blocked me for sure. Uh, but th there's two flavors, and this is the opposite of what I expected, and please neither of you take it the wrong way, but Canucks fans are still in this haze of, we're surprised this is happening. Yeah. Isn't this silly? This is kind of fun. I'm going to enjoy this while it lasts. Pedersen's great. Yeah, Goldie getting some points. Let's do a shotgun every time Jake Furtanen scores a goal. Let's just have some fun. Right. The Habs Let's were like that. They are. They're shotgunning beers every time he scores. They're going to mess around. Like, I thought my Clark MacArthur bit would be good for five or six goals that he'd score that season. And then I had to do it 20-plus times. He scored 30 goals, didn't he? He, he had a, a crazy season. And there's I think there's going to be a lot of hangovers in Vancouver because Vertanen's having a great time. Every video. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, brutal. It got him to notice me. Sure did. Got him to notice me. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> In Montreal, I think it was a little bit uh, gosh gee willikers for like the first three weeks, maybe. And now they're like, and you said we'd suck. You said you'd suck. <laughs> Don't look at everyone else like we're in the wrong. You were too. Uh, yeah, everybody thought you would suck. Montreal. Everyone Come thought on. you would suck. What the? Oh, you knew Max Domi would be this good. And Tatar. Ta -ta. Ta -ta. <laughs> I, love, I don't even know what that accent is. I I think that's just that's a part of. I think he just made that up. Like I don't think that's a French Canadian accent. No, I think it's drunk. Ta -ta. drunk I like the thing he did on. Tickets. Uh, I like the thing he did on Tim and, uh, Tim and Sid. Oh, <laughs> where he was. Uh, <laughs> he had to pronounce things that were. Uh, well, yeah, he just he had a list on his phone, and they kept putting a picture next to his head, and they put up Sid Sixero's head, and he goes, "Chicken finger." <laughs> <laughs> I love that, but, but no, Habs fans are they're feeling themselves a little bit. They're getting a little. Yeah, cocky, let them, let which em. is fine and fun, but I don't think they would uh, instead of booing uh, Lars Eller. If things were going poorly the way they expected them to, 
They'd be taking to Twitter and going, Bergevin should have never traded him. Scored the Stanley Cup winning goal. They had it all prepared. Had it all prepared. I bet it's um, I bet it's somewhere in Andrew Andrew Berkshire's discarded tweets. Oh no, it's not. He did, no, it's in his tweets. It's no, he just tweeted it. He's not a Habs fan anymore, Adam. Didn't you know that? That's right. He's not. He's definitely definitely not. He's not. <laughs> certainly not. I remember that last season. <laughs> certainly not. No, certainly. if they win the cup. He's gonna be. It's gonna be nothing to him. <laughs> He'll be writing an article about Detroit. Minnesota's second pair. Oh. Yeah, for sure. Is Matt Dumba a oh, number one RHD mm. the day the Habs win the cup? Mm. That's that's what, what I. What about read Jonas about. Brodin? Mm. Yeah, also a fun name. They have a goalie who's tearing up the AHL right now, and his name is Kakonen. And all I want is his success. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's so funny. What if they trade him to Edmonton and then they're hitched to Cox? No? Well, then you'd have Koskinen and Kokkinen. And there's a player who's projected to go second overall, Capo Caco. I love that. What a great name. Ah, oh, that's. Would he be the top Capo? Stop it. By the way, did you no. see Jesperi Kokkinen's uh, comments about uh, Elias Pettersson? No. He was like, I think he said something along the lines of, "He's good." Yeah, he's like, he was. He's like, he's okay. He's nothing. It's like nothing spectacular. And I think he was being sarcastic. But then people took it and they yeah. put it online, and people he, were like, yeah. "Get out of here! You only have four goals, and he's got fifteen. You're terrible." Yeah, no, it was hockey player sarcasm. He yeah. just said it really dry and finish hockey finish. player yeah. sarcasm. Yes. It wasn't like, like yeah, I think he's. It wasn't like super cheeky, but he just said it dryly. You, you couldn't read it. Yeah. You have to see his face. <laughs> I don't think Patterson is special. Slight Mona Lisa smile. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, oh man, there were people tweet like tweet that. People were like most overhyped tab in history, bud. <laughs> what? <laughs> bud, bad. You know, he was like, I'm going to put Bud to drive the point home. I don't like you. I, I get a lot of tweets that say Bud. That's why. That's it's, how I know. it's usually, it's funny. It can be a term of extreme endearment or extreme sarcasm. And in a bad way. Like, in a, hey. You're Depends an on the pitch. I love you, Bud. I love you, Bud. That's cool. And then it's, bud. and then. It, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, if it's. Nice bu- tweet, Bud. Bud. Ooh. That's like, that's what I mean. That can be the extreme, like. Landing the it's, D. That's dropping an FU without dropping an FU. Hey, bud. Hey, chief. You ever get that? Hey, big guy. <laughs> I get I get big guy. Brother. I actually call everyone brother. Brother is when you're like pleading. You're like, brother. Really? I don't know. Or if you're I, stuck in like three generations. Or that. that. Yeah, listen. <laughs> I got it from the Hulk and it never left. <laughs> I feel like that's what happened. That's what happened. <laughs> listen, I will, brother. I, will get you I didn't like your tweet, brother. <laughs> I need some major oil, brother. <laughs> Love that Hogan tweet. Oh, my God. Twitter's such a silly place. Why is it allowed? It shouldn't All right, be. let's do the press conference. Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. Want to see if anything else is broken? While, uh, while Jesse is looking for that... I hope Kakeniemi says more things about Vancouver Canucks players. Because we need as much inter-Canadian team wars as possible. It just makes hockey more interesting. And Vancouver, Montreal, when was their last tiff? I can't think of one. Hmm. So let's have it. Get mad at each other. Did you see that darts has a farting controversy? Yes. 
Yes, I did. Okay, you'll have to explain this one. Ah. Ah. What is controversial about passing wind? Scottish dart player Gary Anderson defeated Dutchman Wellesley Harms 10-2 during a spot in the quarterfinals of the Grand Slam of darts. But the match was not without a whiff of controversy. Ah. In a post-match interview, that's cheeky. Harms claimed that he wasn't able to play to the best of his abilities because there was a terrible smell on stage that likely came from the posterior of his opponent. He said Anderson left a fragrant smell behind and that it will take him two nights to lose the smell from my nose. <laughs> well, I'm sure the crowd was aghast. You see, uh, because we should have ended the show five minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, we should have. Um, okay, so here's the thing. Uh, every other sport, except for darts, where I assume they just have bad bad BO anyway, um, let's be honest, they're not top quality athletes. Uh, I, hey, I, hey. Every other sport, you have to deal with bad smells from people. Whether it's, I don't think in hockey you're dealing with much farting, but you're probably dealing with some smelly equipment. If you have a ticket in the first 10, 15 rows, you smell the teams. If you've ever watched a basketball game and the way those guys sweat, and then they have to jump into each other. They have to mop the floor. The, yeah, they probably smell a little bit too. Um, grow up and get over it. You lost. Yeah. And if you can't win because of a fart, then you can't win, man. Maybe you didn't win. Was, you think he was just being silly. Uh, yeah, are we? Are we? Doesn't sound like it from that language. The best oh, part yes. of the whole thing Nordic, is the oh, post interview where they asked the guy if he was farting. And I wish we could play it, but we don't have our audio set up. What do you say? And he said oh. in Scottish. That he did not. I'll, I'll read the article. It says, you can see the look of frustration build in Anderson's eyes as the interviewer continues to press him about the possibility of his past gas. He thought that swearing on his children's life and some self-deprecation -depre about shitting himself when he farts would get him out of this hot wind. But like any good journalist, the interviewer kept pushing. Anderson's cracks definitely started to show near the end of the clip cracks. when he got into the details of where the smell specifically was coming from and what it smelled like. Details that probably should have been given within the first couple questions about the dart fart. Anyways. Who wrote this? <laughs> it's from Deadspin. Someone got paid to uh, write that. Deadspin just goofing off. Follow yeah. your dreams. <laughs> Anyways, I thought I'd let you guys know. Look at you and the audacity you have not following your dreams. Someone got paid to write that. <laughs> You go out and you follow them right Did now. Did you see the Deadspin picture of the guy who owns the Raiders <laughs> yesterday? Where he had, he's got the the worst haircut in the world, but he's wearing an all-white suit with a white t-shirt underneath it and sunglasses. Like if Voldemort possessed Ron. <laughs> yeah. Like, what That's on exactly. earth? <laughs> what was that? Does he need, he knows he doesn't need to have that haircut, right? He must know. Nah, when well, you're worth a billion dollars, you can have whatever haircut you want. Is he, like, is he just testing the world to be like, I bet I can do Testing still do well. For 25 years or whatever. It's crazy, man. He really does. When you It is the when worst you're in Slytherin and Gryffindor at the same time. Like <laughs> yeah, he's what a ridiculous human being. Um we need to do our November Stanley Cup picks. Ooh. Least got? Write it down. <laughs> Damn it. You don't have to yell. Leafs. <laughs> hurt my ear what are the western conference standings i know nashville's in first in the league oh pk went down last thursday not last he did night. not last night yo i'm gonna throw this out there Ooh, interesting hmm 
It's interesting because I think inevitably in the West, there's going to be another second round war between the Preds and Jets. That'll be fun. That'll be a great series. A really, really good series. But it's possible. Now, if Calgary gets goaltending, they're going to be right in there. But it's possible, despite the fact that they're only second in the Pacific right now, San Jose could have a little tea party through the first couple rounds. Make it to the third fresh as a daisy. Could do some damage. I'm going to say Leafs, Jets. Leafs, Jets. Stanley Cup final. That was my pick last month. I think. It's mine now, so it's better. <laughs> I'm going to say Leafs, Nashville. Leafs, Schville. Uh, Interesting. The correct answer is San Jose, Tampa. Whoa. San Jose, Tampa. Also not a bad Tampa. pick. Uh, Especially when Vasilevsky's back. That'll change things. Yeah, so he's injured now. We didn't talk about uh, Patrice Bergeron. Oh, yeah. It's supposedly out four weeks. Mm-hmm. Shoulder injury. Uh, and it said sternoclavicle. Uh, Justin Bourne said, uh, oh, I got one of those back in 2008. And uh, it only stopped hurting yesterday, the day before. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, it's so it was interesting. I Googled it because I don't know what the hell that means. And I started feeling around on like my collarbone area. And I'm like, oh, that's the thing I just heard, I'm pretty sure. And wow. it sucks. <laughs> Yeah, and no, let me how, tell you, has not gone away. How is Patrice Bergeron still playing at the level he's playing at, given yeah. the injuries he's had? Dude, and it's amazing. The injuries he's known for are what he incurred in the 2013 playoff run. Punctured lung. Dude, he he's missed a punctured lung. He played, yeah, ridiculous. Could have killed himself. He played. He didn't he miss like a year with a concussion. I don't know. Like at the very beginning of his career, he got mangled with a ridiculous hit into the end boards when he was either a rookie or sophomore and it was it was a wonder if like he'd even have a career in this league now of course he's like the best two-way center in the game man that's a guy that's a guy who might play and be good play and be good done yeah like, like you know a guy who it's might almost just... like what's happened with Bacchus right he's mm. kind of fallen off a little no bit. I'm not I'm not talking about done like he's awful if he does, if he ever gets awful, he won't be awful for long. I think he'll just gracefully be like, you know what? Time. It's time. I can still play. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's won um, his cups. He's got his money. Yeah, man. Like, take your health. And I mean, sternocleid. It's a shoulder. Whatever. <laughs> Punctured lung concussion. Even last year in the playoffs against are- the Leafs, he was he he had to sit out a game. He missed a game. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that's got to be pretty serious if he's sitting out a game. I don't know what was playoff game. I don't know what ended up being the issue there. I don't remember either. Uh, we haven't had one of these in a while. This is from Tombow Breaker. He says, "Why do we call them cookies when we bake them?" Bakies. <laughs> he says, "Shouldn't they be called bakies?" You don't. You don't cook your cookies. You bake them. Here's how to kill a segment. Yes. They should be called bakies. <laughs> you got it. You got it. How do we how do we make that happen? How do we change internationally the name of cookies? You start here and you start a movement. A revolution. What if the rough <laughs> translation in every language is bakies? And we're just the silly ones. Ah. That wouldn't be the first time. English is what a very is, silly language. We're the only cookies. ones who call it Greenland. What is cookies in French? Mm. Yummy. I don't know. <laughs> the coffee was good. It has since worn off. 
I'm all in, those tweets I'm from Justin were right what is by it? that what is this comment. Team? Yummy. Yummy. I don't know what they are. Biscuit. It's biscuits, isn't it? Bis- I, I think it's biscuit. Yeah. Biscuit. biscuit? I'm pretty biscuit. sure. Yeah. Which we yeah, have it's... adopted into English, but it is really a French word. It's great, man. And that happened because the and French invaded in the oh, 10th century. There it is. There it is. And they brought a lot of words with them. I'm impressed, man. Didn't know that. I was right. Biscuits. Also, biscuits. Also, there's a lot of French families that came over to England in the uh, French Revolution. Uh, my re- ancestor is one of them. They were the Claremont family, and they changed their name to Montclair. Whoa, that's right. How French of them, just huh? doing it. Well, they wanted to be, you know, Montclair, not Clermont. Clermont. You know what I'm saying? I, I got you. Oh. I got you. Ah, what oh. language is that? Where did you ref- Where did you find this? Japanese. Ah. Japanese. <laughs> One of the symbols appears to be a smile That's of cool. some sort. I like it. I also smile when I eat cookies. <laughs> it's very appropriate. Or biscuits. If anybody speaks Japanese, I don't know how you would let us know how to pronounce it. But apparently there's a smiley face in there. It looks Send like us an audio file. <laughs> That's what we... Wait, remember we struggled with Kashmir Kaskisquo's name? Somebody said it's an audio some, file. Yeah. yeah, here's how you say it. I know that there is somebody listening to this show that, that speaks fluent Japanese. We literally can oh, find it. Whenever yeah. we need a subject covered, there's somebody who knows. It's amazing. I know we. I know for a fact we have listeners in Japan. That's cool. We do. Uh, my favorite thing in the world, trivia. Uh, this is from Mick Ian Freeney. They want to know, who are the only three individuals in NHL history to be inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame? And continue their careers after being indu- being inducted. Gordy, how? P- wait, players. So, I'm going to say there's only two individuals because the third one they included was Gary Bettman, who technically was inducted last week and is Scott. continuing his career. But I'm going to say Gordy, how? Players and Scotty oh, Bowman. Two. Well, oh, players are players. Yes. Okay, never mind. Not Scotty. So maybe Bowman. Gordy Howe. Gordy Howe for sure. Uh, I'm not even sure about that. Um, who's the other one? Gordy Howe is correct. Who's the other guy? Guy Lafleur. Guy Lafleur, because didn't he have like a layoff? He did. Yeah, and then he came back and played for the Rangers Shoot, and the Nordiques. Because like I know Glenn Sather, I'm pretty sure. But he was he a player? Amarello. Uh, I think he was a player. No, these are players. No, he these went are players. In as a manager. No, these are players. These are players. Both are players. Two guys. I think you're right. I think Adam's right. Adam is incorrect. Ah. It is Mario As Lemieux. As always, oh, idiot. Mario, Mario Lemieux. Mario was inducted in 97. That makes sense because he retired and they inducted him and then he came back. Yep. Really? And played till like 2006 because he's freaking Mario Lemieux. <laughs> yeah. So he so, played like nine years. He's so obnoxious. <laughs> he's so obnoxiously good too. Uh, hold on. Let's check yeah. his, his DB. And his first game back was against the Leafs. And he played with, that's how crazy this is. He played with Crosby. Yeah, yeah, Mario Lemieux was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 1997 and played until 2006. He's he's one of my favorite. Uh, when I was doing those um, wow. era adjusted pieces, Mario Lemieux was a monster. Monster certified. Don't do not argue. He was top five, maybe the best player to ever play. Maybe better than Gretzky. Seriously, he was amazing. In uh, 2000, 2001, Lemieux's first year back after those three seasons off, in 43 games, how many points did he have? It was He was oh. close to the NHL. It was like 60-something, 60, 70-something. 60, no, I want to say 77. 
76. Whoa! <laughs> hey, who did he score his first goal against? I wrote an article last year. So. I have no idea. Who? Sorry? Who did he score his first goal back against? Who's against the Leafs? Yeah. A 5 nothing win. I remember watching it at my grandfather's house around Christmas. Yep, I remember. I uh, final question. Had to be the Leafs. Final question. Couldn't be any other way. And it no, was like it December yeah. or something like that. Oh, yeah. It was like a random regular season game. Was, By the way, I'm coming back. From Miller Time 1997. I guess all the other Miller Times were taken. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you could go back in time as yourself. 97 was a good year. <laughs> Detroit's first cup in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Good year. They got their revenge against Big the Avalanche. Time for Miller. Yeah, that's what I was drinking. That's ninety-seven. Question. Listen to the Spice Girls. It's good. If you first go album back was in, hot. In time as yourself from twenty eighteen present day. What would you say to yourself? The two thousand in Miller time nineteen ninety seven. Bill. The two thousand nine to twenty fifteen Leaf fan. Ooh. So you're a Leaf fan who's lived okay, there. Okay, which part of that era are we in? I guess somebody, I guess so. It has to be 2009. You go, you go back to yourself to 2015, so I guess you've lived through all that. Hold on. Okay, no, if, if I'm starting. Is that how in, you want to do that? If or? I'm going back to 2009. It has to be 2009. I would 2015 say. 2015 is too recent. So you want to go back to each of your years self, Leaf fan? We can direct this question however we want. Just moving my butt around because it's numb. Um, you're no longer facing the camera, but. I know, it's whatever. Um, Are you doing a, like an artsy soliloquy? No. Right no it looks oh, like it with the I lights on I got a one-man play playing in Oshawa. It's yeah. silent. There are no words, but there's so much passion. The wild monologues. <laughs> wild thoughts. No. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. You've had better. Wow. I um, think, personally... Holy shit, does he think it? He's standing up. I would forget... You are out of frame. That's okay. Um, I know. <laughs> But does uh, it really matter? They've seen me for the last hour and a half. They know what I look like. I think, honestly, if it's 2009, I'd be like, yeah, forget about it for the next seven years. <laughs> like, just just enjoy the good moments when they come and, and just understand that the help is coming, but it's a long, long way off. So just focus on you. Get your career together. Sharpen your skills. You might start a podcast eventually. Might want to get ready for that. Um, I, think, I think I'd just be like, by the way, here's what's wrong with your back and how to fix it. Yeah, that's what I would do if I were you. Um, man, the Leafs. I'd just be like, listen, don't get too attached. Don't get too attached. Yeah. Um, don't buy a jersey. Mm-hmm. And if you do, put your own name on it. Jeez, like, what would I even? What do you? It's not encouraging. Like, what, do you think I'm gonna go back in time and have words of encouragement? Hey. Wait nine years, <laughs> and they'll be poised to finally win a playoff round. Like Which they still haven't done, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what? What am I really gonna go back and do? Hey, you know what? Suffer through this for nine years, and they'll be second in the league in November. <laughs> What's the payoff? <laughs> I'm happy they're that's, doing good too. That's so depressing. Yeah, I know. We haven't had that moment yet where that question makes I feel a like lot of sense. That doesn't help at all. <laughs> yeah. That question, I mean, is it's a good question, but I don't think we've had that moment where we can go back with a positive answer. Yeah. Did you ever imagine it would be like this on a November twenty first? 
Second place in the league. Did you ever? Coming off a seven-game heartbreaking loss to Boston. I couldn't give myself Again. Leafs advice. It'd have to be like life advice. Like, yeah, you're back. Marry her. Hey, dogs are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. 2009, I was still afraid of dogs. Your house is your house is going to leak. Yeah, your house, that yeah. I don't think that's allowed in this scenario. You can only go back and talk about Leafs things. Mm. It cuts you off. Um, Ian White will not be the next captain. <laughs> Hot take. You know what? <laughs> Yeah, it's Kadri was a good pick. Trust me, Kadri was a good pick. That's what I would say. Hey, the Leafs did end up picking first. Is what I'll in say in the Morgan Riley draft. No, not a quite. John Tavares was taken first in two thousand nine. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, and then we're done. We're getting goofy. Oh, the good one. <laughs> We've been done. Oh yeah, now we're getting goofy. You dumb. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W Y L D E, and at Jesse Blake. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.